So today we have an exciting, riveting topic of insurance. No. <laughs> we promised we would do one on insurance. We uh, want to. We want to talk more about our passage. It's um, ruining my day. We're in Corsica in beautiful Anchorage with only four or five boats, and oh, we have to I talk know. about insurance. insurance. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So describe the scene a little bit where we're sitting. Uh, well, first time in Corsica for both of us, and the. I don't know. It's right beautiful. now, like it's definitely very touristy in the summer. We are like first uh, of September today. Yeah, maybe I think so. Yeah. So definitely, most people went back to work, and the kids will start school soon. So I don't know if that's the reason, but we have like four or five boats in this anchorage. It's beautiful, and it's uh, the mountains are kind of tall and craggy. And the rock is um, like the red rock. rock. Is red rock. So it reminds me kind of a little bit the bay we're in. Of I mean, it's not tropical, but Kauai a little bit in terms of the the mount the mountains. Like I guess the landscape, mm. the trees and stuff are different, obviously. But um, there's a little beach, a uh, little dark pebble beach, and this beautiful bay. So it's just stunning, and the water's flat and sparkling and. We woke up this morning after a beautiful night's sleep. No, wasn't rolly or anything. And um, yeah, we remind we were quickly reminded why we do this and and why it's worth the, the insurance, the weight, <laughs> and the cost of yeah. and the headaches and cost of insurance. And uh, yeah, yeah. So insurance is what we're going to talk about. Hello and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly. Monsieur Stefan. Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to live aboard cruising. Okay, so um, yeah, let's just do a quick update on how we got to Corsica, maybe mm -hmm. first, and, and we'll talk about fun stuff, and then we'll get to the insurance here in the back end. But yeah, so that was kind of a quick exit stage yeah. right out of La Grande Motte. That was unexpected a little bit. Well, we knew at some point we needed to take off and yeah. we have to bring the boat back 1st of October in La Grande Motte. So we were like, okay, now we have like the month of September. So we, we need to do a proper shakedown and basically get a hand of this boat and, and discover, you know, little issues. So we had been testing, doing sailing uh, around La Grande Motte and then being at the dock, there was some bad weather also for two days, which was great to uh, yeah. get a couple of things fixed. The primary one was a water maker. The issue has been resolved. Don't, even, don't say it. Don't say <laughs> it. Just and the electronic card has been changed and so far so good. So basically, as soon as the weather was good enough to leave the marina, we like, okay, it was end of afternoon. We had some other issues too, like our, our refrigerator was having an identity crisis, yeah. thinking it was a freezer. Yeah. And then the freezer got competitive and wanted to be a refrigerator. Yeah. And so that sort of got sorted out in terms of the freezer. Now is a freezer again. But yeah. the refrigerator, we just have to turn off and on. So there's little bits and pieces yeah. we have to sort out. But So we, yeah. we went out uh, end of afternoon mm -hmm. and we were like, okay, let's see if the water this maker works. This was on works. Friday, right? Yeah. I lose track of the days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah probably. No. Yeah. No, it's Thursday. 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 Yeah. Thursday end of the day. So the water maker seems to work. We tested with the engine, without the engines, and anchor. We anchor outside like on mud. And then we're like, okay, if the water maker works, 
we can take off. We can go. Yeah. And even with our fridge acting as a freezer, we can turn it on and off for right. the time being. And then, so suddenly, like, kind of unannounced. <laughs> well, Stefan, you started to like it. It was like nine o'clock at night. You, you're you're doing route planning suddenly for Corsica, and I'm like, wait a minute, what are we doing? Well, now we're. And looking- then I'm tired and everything else, and yeah. Yeah, we don't know. Like, do we go east? Do we go west? Do we go south? And we're like, okay, what's the weather telling us? And then because we have this application software Octopus, so I'm playing with it, download the weather, look at stuff, learning about the products. And then uh, we're like, oh, okay. So if we were to leave at midnight, that would be a perfect weather window to Corsica. We'll be there like in no time. It's about 210 nautical miles. And then we're like, well, we, we're not in state to leave at midnight. We need a good night's sleep. So we're like, okay, wake up at 6.30. And, and we're like, okay, if we leave at 8, the weather will be good, like two-third or more, three-quarter. And it'll be light, but that's still a weather window. And after that, they were like a day without wind and then it was reversing coming from the east yeah so we had a finite amount of time yeah so we had the decision to make and if we wanted to go to Cannes then it was kind of the window to take so we're like okay talk took off and Tamara's like we had thermostat on Friday morning it was like Ciao. We'll have to find a plan B for the <laughs> we thermostat. We split, like we split. So they're like, where, where did those guys go? I'm sure because yeah. they were troubleshooting the uh, the fridge situation. So yeah, so we left. We're actually putting together a video for our YouTube channel on the passage, so we won't go into too much detail. Um, but it was it, it was fun. I mean, we oh. we scooted along. Um, this boat likes to gallop, and um, that's what she did. And um, yeah, other than discovering we didn't have a we weren't emitting ais which took 10 years off my life mm-hmm. um once we figured that out <laughs> like, you wanted to call every boat I that was, was calling 10 miles every boat away. 10 miles away um yeah but anyway yeah. It, it's stressful that was stressful so at least we could see them that was good yeah all right so let's talk about insurance oh uh, my god what a bummer don't we want to talk more about the passage a little bit uh, let's just dive right in because oh. we've gotten a lot of notes on this topic um so what we decided to rather than talk about specific companies is just to give some um high level guidance and like lessons learned because i think that's probably more helpful because everybody's situation is going to be a little bit different and the insurance situation is going to evolve also. Yeah. So biggest takeaways are um, bank on it being harder than you thought to get insurance and bank on it being a lot more expensive than you thought it was going to be, uh, especially if you are an American um, or fly a U.S. flag. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, I think, are the biggest key takeaways, but we can talk a little bit more about our process. Mm-hmm. So you started back in January. Yeah. Contacting. You, you know, you do the easy stuff. You go online and they have a form and you're like, oh, okay, I'll fill up all the information about the boat, about our experience, about this and that. Or you talk to brokers. Yeah, mostly yeah. everything online. And then and then they give you back information and pricing and, and you're like, oh, easy, easy shopping, insurance shopping. So now you're like, oh, let's dive into the detail. Who covers this? Who covers that? What deductible this and that? And you don't worry about it. You have like the, the information and you think like at the time, when time comes, you know, you can review this and, and select one. And you're trying to compare a little bit. Yeah. Which how is, is this one Which better? looking back was, um, yeah. Yeah. A kind of a waste, waste of time. The, the, the approach is more get get like two or three that you're 
you committed to your your semi comfortable s- yeah with. to yeah. sign with and then have your preferred one but then have a backup plan that's that's the gist of it because we got surprises after surprises and stuff like you know so we went to our previous insurance for example and uh, we're not u.s flag boat we're french flag boat uh because u.s is complicated well u.s u.s citizens on a foreign flag boat unless it's a company is difficult a, a company outside the u.s right yeah yeah like for the bvi flag boat that we had before that was a bit easier yeah and it it's, was under a business it's mostly the the flag yeah, yeah. the boat yeah so so if you're if 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 you cruise if you're american if you cruise in the u.s waters that's going to be okay but as soon as you want to leave u.s waters the u.s companies are not too much into the business of insuring i mean they, you can find some but you i will tell you more than anecdotal stuff about this because we tried to reach to a uh, big insurance company in the u.s as we were kind of yeah <laughs> not having a solution but yeah so and then and then foreign insurance companies looking at u.s flag boat don't like it because the american are too litigious kind of that's kind of the the word um so anyway the we had surprises after surprises even with our previous insurance and and within that same insurance they have different offices in different countries that have different rules and even with that insurance in that one country depending if you're a french flag or if you're like a, a non-french flag even the rules are different yeah. we were like so confused like you're assuming certain things and suddenly it's like what what are you talking like about? for instance we were talking to one um company of an insurance company uh one office of an insurance company out of monaco mm. and then we were transferred because it was a french flag now to the french office mm-hmm. and that was a completely different type of conversation and um and then we considered talking to another one in germany because their rules were different within the same like, company. This is the headquarters of yeah. the company. So, but that was like so confusing. So when you look at the Caribbeans, the same insurance company. If you were with the non-French team in the insurance office, there are certain rules about the latitudes and which islands you can winter in. And with the French one, it was like totally different. And we're like, whoa. And some of them didn't make any sense. Like no. you would actually be safer doing something different than what they're recommending. So I think that's another takeaway is the insurance companies, I think they are getting more and more cold feet, uh, especially with climate change. And, and when there is an event that happens, they react. So I think with Irma, uh, there was a good reason, reason to react because they had so many charter boats that got uh, damaged. But even in Corsica, in the Med, two years ago, um, there was like a very local event and uh, there was definitely some boats being lost and damaged. But now, so because of that event and because the industry to fix boat is probably small and expensive here. So like with the insurance we have today, like we're in Corsica, if we were to fix our boat here, our deductible is three times the cost. This is well, still if, we, fr- if something was going to happen, our deductible is three times as much, 12 nautical miles away from Cor- Corsica and 12 miles out. That's the kind of thing in the in the T's and C's because they're reacting to the storm they had a couple of years ago. Yeah, so they, they react to an event, they change the rules to make them pretty drastic, and then they never take them out. Yeah. So so it, it's... Um, 
Yeah, and and now we heard some rumors, but because there was this event in Corsica two years ago, there was also the Medicaid. We were nearby. Right, in that was in Corfu, right? No, no, uh, yeah, what well, that was in between Greece and the yeah. the boot in Italy, like, you know, that that big part of water. So there was a mini hurricane, you know, for well, not that so many, <laughs> no. but for the med Medicaid. And so that created a lot of damage too. So now you have those local events that are happening. And so insurance companies are looking at the med uh, as potentially like being... Yeah, the med used to be cheap. So another kind of takeaway is the med is supposed to be level one expensive. And then the Caribbean is level two expensive. Mm -hmm. And then French Polynesia is level three expensive. And, and then Indian, Indian Ocean. Ocean is level four expensive. <laughs> so that's how it works. So with, with uh, the med... Um, those price ranges are probably going to change. We heard that from multiple brokers we talked to, I think, mm -hmm. um, or, or companies. So that was that. So I guess, you know... Well, and give uh, you know, it's, a, it's a general estimate, but if you go from the med, um, and, in, and if you move from the med to the Caribbean, count double the price yeah. as a rule of thumb. And if you go in French Polynesia, it counts like three times the cost of your insurance. So, so that's something to definitely... Three times the med. So yeah. three times what you started yeah. out with. Yeah. So of That's course true. you can shop so around, find local insurance companies, and we're just giving high-level guidelines. Yeah. Um, with friend, uh, insurance companies that are based in France and Europe. That's what we're talking about. Now, if you shop around in the Caribbeans, you might be able to find better prices. But yeah, be ready to every year potentially yeah. shop and change insurance. Because what we found out too, I was talking about um, the, the communication we had with an insurance broker in the U.S., and what we found out, the first thing, this, he took our phone call and he said, well, um, I cannot insure your boat. And we're like, oh, you're kind of joking. Like, you know. Well, because we got the referral from someone who had a Nutramare. Yeah. And he's like, oh, talk to my broker. I'm insured. Yeah. And this was a pretty new boat. It wasn't like, it was like oh, one no. year old. It's, yeah. So it was recent. And, and I guess this person has had um, this uh, insurance prior. So maybe mm -hmm. that made a difference. But the bottom line, what he was saying is uh, talking about insurances overreacting uh, and somebody in the, in the office somewhere not knowing about anything about boats. But basically, they're looking at Otomer, which was like performance, but cruising, cruising. catamarans, not yeah. racing uh, boats. And But they, they created they a category. They classify it as a racing boat. Pretty much, yeah. sport racing boat. And so the insurances don't want to take on too many of those boats because they want to spread the risk. So the bottom line, he was like, I'd love to insure you because it's good money. It's an expensive boat. Uh, but he said I had to turn down like about 10 Outremer because, you know, this insurance company now is classifying this type of boat. So be aware of that. And then if you have that insurance or if you have any insurance be aware that any year they, they might change. get out of the market yeah. they might change some some stuff so always kind of have a backup plan and yeah. i will say that's also a takeaway for if you're buying a brand new boat for example buying a boat that's what we we're saying like just just have like two or three insurances in your pocket that you're willing to uh, Insurance uh, is definitely not a set it and forget it kind of thing i think that was the, there's definitely insurance companies that will cover there's a, there's a handful of insurance companies that'll cover you under a global coverage, a policy, a general terms and conditions. Yeah. And um, I'm just using round numbers just to ballpark. So, say, you know, say a boat like ours or similar to ours would be 
30,000 euros a year or something for like that. global for a global mm. insurance coverage so that's, that's a set it and forget it and that would make sense if you want to go around the world in one year in one year right if you're cruising over three years you that makes don't no want. sense yeah. right so so the other option is you continuously every year review your insurance options um, which, you know, so you can get the best price, the best coverage and all of that. Um, so it's an administratively, it's definitely something that you have to deal with, hmm. uh, unless you just want to pay the 30,000, 30,000 euros a year and be done with it. But, and the yeah. other thing that's interesting is some insurances because of lightning can make a lot of damage to your electronic or potentially if you have a carbon mass and something, but so the insurance we have now, like they don't have any clause for lightning. So it's just an event uh, that happens, and you pay. I think the deductibles more or something. No, like no, that. no. It's it's just an event, uh, and and so like any other event. Yeah, yeah, the previous insurance we had, they were going to double, triple. I forgot. It the was deductible. a double. It, it was it triple. W- I think. It, yeah, it, it was something. It, it was some multiplier, mm. um, unless you had like some. Some some anti device whatever and we I think we shared that in an earlier podcast we we messed up and we ordered one that's meant but for like even if we put a device installed by a professional I'm sure the day you get hit by lightning there's an expert really that comes know. on your boat and yeah. they'll say sorry good try but that's yeah. not good enough so at least it made us feel good but yeah you know, so and that that's I this, this is a really good point in some of the terms and conditions there are a couple. Um, companies that I was like, okay, this is really straightforward. You know, you could, you could look at the policy, which is like 50 pages long, but you basically look at it and you're like, okay, I know what I'm covered for. I know what it's going to cost. It's really clear. And I had a preference for insurance companies. So let's just call that company A. Um, Company B and C, like you start reading the terms and conditions and it's like, it's like trying to like follow some strange logic tree. Like, if this, then that, unless this other thing happens, you know, view Appendix C to see if it, like you couldn't really figure out mm-hmm. if you were actually covered or not. And then at the end of the day, you know, part of the T's and C's um, were like, you have to absolutely maintain all of these things. So like if, if something happens on your boat, but you have an expired fire extinguisher or whatever, you know, and, and say the thing had nothing to do with fire, like they could actually deny the claim. Like some of them got really picky. So call that, you know, company B or C or whatever. And so I had a preference for policies, but at the end of the day, you know, we didn't have a choice. No. Like we had to get the insurance that whatever was given to us. So I think that's another thing to be aware of is, you don't necessarily have leverage because you have multiple quotes. Like it, it no. for us, it came down to what we could get, not what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we were happy that we could. Yeah, get. we were happy because <laughs> it came under the wire. It was like we had a handover on a Thursday or something, yeah. and it like came in on Wednesday Sign- night or something. Oh no, we signed the papers on Monday. You know, I something don't know. like it was, it was like close. really close. And we were the, after all the surprises we went through. We we're like something else is going to fall through. In the we last were minute. we were like until we get this certificate of coverage. Like we were concerned about. Yeah. It. So the broker was really nice, though. Like, you know, you, you, we can sit here and kind of go, oh, I wish this or wish that in the policy. But the broker seemed really responsive, and, and that was good. So yeah. I'm happy about yeah. that. And we, it's, a, it's a good company in this area, and, and they're known in this area. So hmm. I feel good about that, too. Yeah. No. Yeah. So 
Any other major takeaways? No, we tried to talk to also some, because we were running out of options and we, with our previous insurance company, they were nice to give us some, some names and even called some insurance and they were explaining the our situation and they're like, oh yeah, I called this insurance. And so you're like, oh, this uh, insurance was also in Ireland. And we're like, oh, okay, good. And then they came back and I forgot the the reason, but they basically said, we can only insure you for X, Y, and Z reason. I don't remember. So it was definitely <laughs> we were thinking outside like France talking to uh, other insurances and then it didn't help yeah uh, I mean I think the thing you have to keep in mind and everybody knows this but I'll, I'll state it because this has absolutely been the case with my experience with our health insurance Signal Global do not ever buy that purchase <laughs> or policy by the way it's awful um, is is you know you are they're not actually there to protect you or help you like you know the insurance in in my experience especially with health and with the boat you know they're there to cover cover themselves and it's there's insurance companies mm. you know they they spread the risk around there's major you know insurance companies that underwrite a lot of these um, policies but yeah you, you are not the the consumer you are not the customer um so that's the thing i think also to remember yeah and and what I would say is like definitely get as much also sailing cruising experience as possible. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. even like certification. Don't assume that's going to help you negotiate anything. Um, that's not e that was not even like I mean we tried asking with our previous insurance two years ago. We you know it's like you quickly realize like you know there is no negotiation of anything. Well, no, I think what it comes down to is like if uh, we can do the Atlantic crossing by ourselves without a skipper right now like mm -hmm. because of our because of our experience yeah and what um, but it's still an extra um policy on top of the policy yeah like there's some we have to pay extra for that passage to mm -hmm. get covered for that passage but we're able to get covered yeah so that's the thing you, you don't get a break on the price it's more you get coverage for that leg of the trip and i think we've heard like if you have less experience uh then some insurance companies will require a that skipper. you have a third person yeah. a skipper and something so so definitely regardless of the insurance like it's good for many reasons but build your selling resume um that would be good not to negotiate but to at least not lose <laughs> opportunities mm -hmm. or stuff like this or not add cost potentially and um yeah that's the other thing you can do besides uh, shopping early and shopping often and have backup plans. Yeah, for sure. So that's our kind of insurance tips and advice. So uh, what are we doing next here? We're going to hang out in Corsica for a few days? Yeah, we need. Uh, we have a little to-do list. So we're going to be working on that, settling down a little bit. And then um, we're going to monitor the weather. We'll cross back to the mainland. Mainland? Mainland France, yeah. Yeah, in south of France. So, and we're headed to Cannes, the Cannes boat show, um, because we have people we want to meet there, and we we also have some loose ends we we need to tie up with um, some other equipment and stuff, and people that are helping us with some of the fixes on the boat. Yeah, and we hope to meet up with our friends, the O'Kellys. Um, they're in the area, and. Um, they're yeah. in Nice, yeah. Yeah, it'd and be then, great to see them here in France after we saw them in Australia. Halfway around the world. I know. Yeah. I love the boating community, so um, that'll be fun. So if anybody's going to the Cambodia show, please reach out to us and um, at sailingowen at gmail.com. Do you have any other 
thoughts on our plans next? Just cruising along the southern. Cruise southern. along, plan, monitor the weather. Yeah, we're qu very quickly losing track of time, mm -hmm. um, which is why this podcast is a day late. Um, but the, yeah, so um, reach out to us if you have any questions or other topics you want us to cover, sailingowen.com. And we, like I said, we have a YouTube channel. We've posted a couple videos um, at Sailing Owen, and the next one is going to be about our passage to Corsica. Mm, some sailing videos, yeah. finally. Fair winds for now. Bon, bon. <laughs>